So in the previous year in the Maral, we saw the questions he asked in the first Mishnah. And now the Maral is going to begin answering. But I want to throw one more question in, which will be answered at the same time, which really is a question. Even the Maral doesn't ask us one of the questions he asks, but we can we can ask the question. And that is, now that we know that the Mishnah we're about to learn, the Mishnahites we're about to learn, are really all about Midas, are really all about uh, how to help a person grow. So if we had to choose a name for this Mishnah, what would we call it? Mishnah Midas? Mishnah Terech Eretz? Mishnah Adam? Maybe something in those lines. And if that's the case, it's a good question why it's called Mishnah Avis. Always mean the fathers. What's that got to do with the topic of the Mesechta? The, the, the fact that we're mentioning, the various to we're mentioning, is just as a way to teach us the lessons they wanted to say. The primary point of the Mesechta is their teachings. So why would the Mesechta be called always? Like I said, the Maral doesn't ask the question, even though I think it's a good question. But when we understand what the Maral says, we're going to see how he answers the two. So the Maral says, Pirisha Mishnazas. Kikal Musa Rahulaf. Really, if you're going to talk about who's the person most appropriate to give Musa, to give rebuke, provide direction, it's the father. He's the one most able to, so to speak, to chastise or to rebuke, to direct his son. We know the Mephasik in Mishle, and that is listen to the Musa of your father. And I talk Shlema Melech talking to Kali Yisrael. But if you want to say, listen to the Musa I'm giving you, is say I'm giving Musa like a father. Because that's the best, most appropriate person to give Musa. Why? So the Maral is going to give three reasons why a father is the best one to give Musa. The first reason he says, Kiyaov, a of The father, being a father, he's older, he's more mature. And therefore, He's already past the stage of childhood. Or even chakras, which means of youth. And if that's the case, the chaynaim, the mother also, at the age where they're already old enough to instruct and direct their children, we're already talking about people who are a bit more mature, a bit more experienced. And if that's the case, then Bale Musa. Why does age connect to Musa? So there's two points to this. The one is, a person who's younger tends to be more impetuous tends to rely more on whatever feeling he has at the time. Part of the understanding of Musa is the ability to weigh up decisions, to be able to control one's initial reaction, to think through the other options, and therefore someone who's more mature, someone who's a bit older, is more able to do that. There's a second point to this as well, and it's also true. And the second point is that a person who's older has more experience in seeing the principles of Musa. But the principles of Musa are that we're, Bitochen always pays off in the Stadlis if it's that a person gains more by being Mavata than by pushing for what their rights are. It's when a person is older and has more experience in seeing these things, then he's more able to say that, that the life experience confirms the truth of these principles. And who says this better than David Melech himself? Naro Yisi Vegam Zakanti. David doesn't just say Larisi Tariq Nezah. I never saw a Tariq forsaken. A Tariq can run Hashem because he never gets forsaken. 
He says, life experience is shown to me. Now Yusuf becomes a country. I was young and I grew old. And I never saw that, I never saw the Tariq Nezov. That means that if David is teaching us Pitachan, it comes with the weight or the authority of experience, of maturity, that he can tell us that. And therefore, a father, at least in that sense, is more appropriate to give Musa to his son. And therefore, it says, the figure of Musa. Now, that's the first reason. That would apply to anyone older, not necessarily a father. And therefore, it says the second reason. A father more than anybody else. Why? Because in the childhood, it's the father's responsibility to direct his child, to guide him, to teach him. The father has a responsibility to his son to teach him Torah, to get him married, and therefore, just like his mechuyah to teach him Torah, mechuyah to teach him halacha, mechuyah to teach him how to learn, so part of that general chiyah he has teaching his son is to teach him Musa too. Why? And therefore, the child is considered a child who is able to get Musa from his father, even if he's not so young. Which means that the age that a father can direct his son, can give him advice, isn't necessarily as a child who he can give orders to. Do this, don't do this, this is right, this is wrong. It's at a later stage too. Because even if the child is older, but being as he's still the child of his father, which means they're still within the father's responsibility to teach him, to direct him. So he made it, it's the father can also teach him and direct him in Avodah Hashem. In Tukun And we know the Gemara tells us in Kiddushin that what's the best age for a son to receive Musa from his father? What's the best age that the son is, so to speak, able to to be able to accept the Musa of his father? The Gemara has two opinions. The one is between 16 and 22. And the other one is between 18 and 24. Either way around, you're not talking about a child. You're talking about a person who's already a young adult in his own right. But nevertheless, that's the age where he's most able to receive Musa, which teaches us that Musa isn't just rebuke to a child, it's also direction. And being as it's the soul of the father, as a father's responsibility to direct and guide his children, and even when they're older, the master still he's still the most appropriate person to, be, to offer them that direction. Now, that's talking about a human father, physical father to a physical son. What's it going to do with Pirikul Avos? So the Maral explains to us. And therefore, since the words of Pirikul Avos are really Debre Musa, a direction, advice, therefore, uh, if we're going to be, so to speak, metaphorically, the children receiving receiving the Musa, then the ones giving us the Musa are considered obvious, in the sense that they're the ones who, it's appropriate for them to give us Musa. Moshe, for example, the first person brought in through Avos, was considered an Av, he was considered a father. A father in the sense that he was the one responsible to teach us Torah. And therefore, just as he has a responsibility to teach us the halacha, the rest of Torah, he has a responsibility to teach us Musa as well, being as that's also a chalik of Torah. 
And therefore, now it's his responsibility to teach the next generation Torah. In that sense, he's also called an Av. And if he's also called an Av, then it's in the context of he can give us Musa too. Just as, as the Chedok is teaching us Torah, he can also give us Musa. And same thing down the line. All the generations who became, so to speak, the ones to teach the Dara Torah are considered like their fathers. They have the responsibility to teach them. And if that's the case, it comes to teaching us Musr as well. When we come to individuals after that, all the subsequent generations, each one being as he was the one who was Makabul the Messiah, and it was his job, so to speak, to transmit that Messiah to the Klaish of his generation. In that sense, it's called an Av. And if he's called an Av, then that means he has the, so to speak, the prerogative to direct us, to guide us as well, to give us Musa. And that's why it's called Musaikhas Avis. It's not called Musaikhas Musarim, it's telling us that, the people, that all the Tanoim, all the Gedalei Adar mentioned in Musaikhas Avis were entitled, so to speak, maybe even more than entitled, instructed to give direction. And to give words of rebuke to Klai Yisrael because they're obvious. Because they're obvious. Because they're in the, they were acting in the capacity of the father of the nation who's meant to give direction to the nation. And therefore he says, and even the individuals who weren't, in the, so to speak, the only one in the line of Kabbalah, when he found all the time afterwards, it doesn't say each one was Makabal from the afterwards, it doesn't say clearly that each one was Makabal from the one before him. It just says that each of them was a Tana. That's because they weren't the individual, the single person in the door was Makabal Torah. Like the ones beforehand were. In other words, then there were, there were many tracks of how Torah was passed down. Since they were also Makabal Torah, therefore they also considered Avos. Which means the Doris before, Shimon Atzadik, and Tegnesh Yisaychei, were the only link of the chain. And therefore they're the Av in the sense that there was no one else who was who transmitted Torah from that door to the next. Whereas the later Doris, there were many links in the chain. If we're talking about the Dara, for example, the Tamil Rabbi Yechon ben Zaka, there were 80 of them. The Tamil Rabbi Akiva, there were thousands of them. Then there were many links in the train of Kamasara. But each one who was Makabal Torah and instructed to teach Torah was also considered to be an Av. And therefore it's appropriate for a person to listen to the G'day Torah to take instruction from them just like a son who is meant to listen to his father. Just as an example, being as they were the, the ones who were responsible to teach Torah to the door. They're considered obvious of the of the world of that door. The fish are kibla tayra, and if they kach roi v'noylehem, that's his musul oylem, or it's mishneach shavavus oylem. And therefore, in that capacity, so therefore, it's appropriate for them to teach the door dibrei musul as well as dibrei tayra. The kach nikras hamasechta does masechas always, because masechta azoyis nishne hamusul shalom do avus oylem, v'zei yitores hashel arishan. 
And that is that the concept of Avos, why it brings the names of the, those who were most of the Torah in Masechus Avos. The first question the Maral asked was, we don't find other Masechus to start with the train of the transmission of Torah. Why here by Avos does it start with the train of transmission of Moshe to Yeshua, to the Skerim, to the Nevi'im, and so on? And the answer is, because that's why they were entitled to give us Musa. Which means that in order to be able to give direction, to give instruction to Klai Yisrael, one has to be in the capacity of someone who's responsible to teach them. And therefore teaching doesn't just mean teaching them Divrei uh, Halacha, or what the Torah says. Teaching them also is directing them. And that's, uh, the, that's the role of the one who teaches Torah, to teach this Chalak of Torah too. The Musa Ravicha comes from the one who's instructed to teach Torah. And therefore it says that since these were the Tanoim, or even the Torah before the Tanoim, but these were the individuals who were the most at Torah to Yisrael, they also become the ones who, who have the, so to speak, the prerogative, the ability to give instruction, to give rebuke if necessary, to give direction to Klai Yisrael. Now, based on this principle, and that is that one doesn't take Musa Stam, or give Musa Stam, it needs a connection, it needs the person who's appropriate to do it, to spoke about the father, or the father collectively of Klai Yisrael, so he's going to answer his next question too. And the next question the Maral asked was, why does it say Moshe received Torah from Sinai and not Moshe received Torah from Hashem? And the Maral answers that and he says, Moshe Torah Sinai. Torah Which is the Torah more accurate. Sinai was the place. The one who gave Moshe the Torah was Hashem himself. So the Yesh Tafarish, we can explain this. Moshe Torah Sinai. What was unique about the way Hashem gave Moshe was because it wasn't by chance that, so to speak, Hashem happened to give information to Moshe. It was organized, it was set up. It was made known to Moshe a long time in advance that in the future you're going to receive the Torah on this mountain. It was told us already at the time of the burning bush. The time And therefore it was something which HaKadosh Baruch Hu had intended to do Merosh. And it was directed, so to speak, that that Torah which was going to be given was meant to be given to him. We see by the non-Jewish prophets such as Bilam, when they were given prophecy it says, He brings the prophet of Vayikar, which means he happened to meet Bilam. Which means So by the Nevi'ah Masa'ilam Even if Hashem wanted to tell them something It was given in a way Which shows it wasn't important to attach to it Which means it wasn't that Hashem suddenly happened to decide To talk to Bilam This was Hashem knew Merosh was going to happen And of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kare everything Merosh He knows exactly what's going to happen before it happens the point here is that Hashem made it happen in such a way that it showed Bilam that it was given in a way of which wasn't given Hashivas. That Hashem appeared to him as if it was a side, like a side thought, as if it was a by the, by the way. Not that Hashem really intended to speak to him. Which means that Hashem was showing him that I'm speaking to you in a way which is not a way which is being shown to be something which is you deserving of the Hashivas that you get spoken to. It's like having to bump into someone and you say, I talk to them, not because you really wanted to. And therefore, had the Torah been given by the way to Moshe, 
they wouldn't put HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the capacity of the one who gives Torah. It's, by the way, he happened to be Moshe, so he told him something. He, he, gave, he transmitted something to him. But that wouldn't make it a concept of something which is specifically meant for Moshe. And if that's okay, something which Moshe is able to grow from or gain from in the same way. And therefore, that wouldn't be the setting through which Hashem would be in the category of the Av, so to speak, is teaching. Because to be a real Makabal, it's only when it's intended. The, the person teaching, or the one teaching, intends to teach. He has a mindset, I want to teach, and I'm focusing on how I can teach what this Talmud. And the Talmud is because he himself, he wants to learn. And the, the way that that's shown is that the learning is bequeathed. It's set up in advance that this is what we, this is the what's going to happen. And therefore, Vazkaveda Makam Lizet. There is with a certain time, a certain place, and it's understood Mirosh that this is something which is uh, something which is intended, as some, rather than something which happens by chance. And therefore, Rakacham Moshe Kibul Tari Misinai Sheimayachid Makam Rakabal Lizet. The fact that Moshe received the Torah at Sinai doesn't mean from Sinai. It means at Sinai. But at Sinai means that therefore Hashem was Kaveh Merosh. This is what I'm intending to do. This is what I'm intending to teach. And therefore, uh, a time and a place was set Merosh for that to take place. And therefore, being as the Torah was given in a way which was Bukhiyas, so Mimelet also was given in a way where it was Nimsar Ki'ilu from an Av, which means someone who took upon himself to teach Torah and therefore also took on himself the way of to teach the person how to how to grow to Torah. Even with Hashem, Moshe received Torah from Hashem at Sinai, it wouldn't show that this, the place was set as a rendezvous, originally as a place was meant to happen. Because specifically from Sinai, which means there was something unique about the way Moshe is from Sinai. Sinai was specifically prepared as a place through where Moshe was going to receive the Torah. It wasn't by chance, it was meant to be a Sinai, and Kaisal was brought to Sinai specifically for that purpose. Just like Moshe intended to teach Yeshua. Which feels the Yeshlem and Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai, Shayasinai Mtsai the Gamre shall Yodi Ba Torah Lamoshe. Venkan Kabbalah Bemekra. Sinai wasn't just the location would happen to take place. Sinai was set Mirosh, as this is where it's going to happen, which means this is what's intended to happen. And we see this. You know, the people who consider themselves the Talmud of whichever Adam Gadol it was, because the Adam Gadol took them under their wing and taught them. And made the time to explain to them, and made the time to direct them, and made the time to focus on them. And that's somebody we can call the Talmud. As opposed to people who happen to be around in the presence of Adam Gadol, or happen to ask a lot of questions and get a lot of answers, and therefore they have a lot of information from this Adam Gadol. Things they overheard, things that they saw, things that they may have asked themselves and been answered, that doesn't make them a Talmud. Because that's called the Mikra. They happen to have heard a lot, they happen to have seen a lot, they happen to have asked a lot of questions and received a lot of answers. But there was never a Kfiyas Merosh that the Aram Gadol, whoever it may have been, decided that this person is my Talmud, I'm going to model them into a Talmud. And the difference is that what a person hears the Mikra, he might hear a lot of ideas, a lot of points, but there's not going to be a direct Musa. 
because the, the, the Rav, or the Godel in question, never undertook to focus on developing the Talmud. And therefore, he's never going to focus on what to tell him in Divrei Musa, how to help him develop himself. It is, he's asked a lot of questions, he gives a lot of answers, you know, a lot of information. But that's called Mikra. It was never in the sense that you've developed a, a connection that the, the Rav, the teacher, the God, whatever it is in question, is deciding, I'm going to make this person into my Talmud. Because making someone into a Talmud is also means that the teacher focuses on what's necessary to develop the Talmud. Not just what the Talmud happens to learn from him. But when there's a Kfiyas, which means then it's t- the teacher, so to speak, takes it upon himself, I'm going to fashion this Talmud, I'm going to develop this Talmud, then that comes with a certain sense of, I'm going to teach him too. What's not just what he asks me, but I'm going to make a point of, be, of giving Musa, giving direction, of being responsible to push him to grow. And therefore the Kriyas makes a Kesher of an Av. The Kriyas makes a Kesher of an Av to a Talmud. And that's where it's appropriate to give the very Musa. What comes the Mikra, even if a person happens to have gleaned a lot of information like that, but it's the Mikra. And therefore it's not a real Talmud. And the proof of that is that it's the, the Rav in question never made it his achrayis or his issue to develop the Talmud, to give the Ibrahim Musa. And therefore, if we would have said Moshe learned to from Hashem, it could be Moshe at Nebuah. He was privy to a lot of what happened in Shemaim. Just like Bidam, for example, the Havdil. Was Yedeh Dash Elyon. He knew a lot of what happened in Shemaim, but Bidam was a far, far cry from the Talmud of Hashem. Hashem never made it his point to try and direct Bidam. Bidam happened to know, Bidam happened to hear. But it happened to be sometimes given the word. But that's a mikra. Whereas Moshe was kibbled Torah in a way where Hashem, so to speak, was training Moshe, was developing Moshe. And the way that that's shown is that it wasn't the mikra. Moshe was given a place, I'm going to come and teach you. I'm going to come and give you the Torah. And that's the importance of Sinai. Sinai was the location. Sinai was the rendezvous, the meeting point, where it was set up in Merosh that Hashem was going to teach. And then if Hashem took it upon himself, I'm going to teach Moshe Torah. Then he also took on himself, I'm going to develop Moshe. And therefore it wasn't just the vote of what Moshe happened to learn, it was the focus of what Hashem is trying to teach. And that doesn't just apply to the Torah, then it applies to Moshe too. Because that's part of the Achrayis of the one who is responsible to teach Torah, like I said before, by a father. The Chiyuv to teach Torah comes together with the Chiyuv to teach Moshe, to develop the person as well. And therefore, V'enkan Kabbalah B'mikra Shoyesat Sviya Umas, Yichsiva Yikar Kim B'bilam, Kachish Tafarish Mashama Moshe Kibbal Torah B'sayim. So, so far we've seen two factors why a father is most appropriate to give Musa to a son. Firstly, he's more experienced, more balanced, more miyushif. Secondly, because he's responsible for his son's growth and his son's learning. And that would apply here as well. The Ummah, the Avasa Ummah, the Zkainay Adar, the elders of the generation who have the wisdom and that experience which they've amassed during their lifetimes, they have also the responsibility to teach Kal Yisrael they're the ones who are also entrusted with directing Klai Yisrael, with guiding Klai Yisrael. That's obvious. And it starts with Moshe. And we see about Moshe, he is Mikabal Torah Misina, which means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu develops Moshe as a Talmud. Not by the way. He sets a place where he's going to teach Moshe and direct Moshe, and therefore Moshe doesn't just get Torah from Hashem. He gets the principles of Musa, of Avodah, of how to grow as well, and that's what Moshe is Mikabal, and we're going to see Moshe transmits. There's a third reason too, of why Dafka, a father, is the one most able to give Musa, and we'll talk about it by the Shimbal in the next year.